We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. Brady's got it. Wants to throw from deep in the pocket. Throws deep downfield. He wants to set. It is picked off by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side, twenty-five. Picks up. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 19 of the Pride Podcast. Today we've got a crazy episode recapping what the Lions have done so far in free agency and etc. I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page. I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. All right, uh, Tyler, let's talk about uh, some of these free agents that we signed. All right, let's get into it. So, Tyler. Yes, sir. Who was your favorite signing? Out of our free agency class? All right, I'm going to go with the obvious answer. I'm going to go with my boy, Trey Flowers. <laughs> First, I mean, that was, that's the obvious answer, no doubt. And the reason I'm going to go with Trey Flowers I mean, the production is there, obviously. We talked about him in a bunch of podcasts. This is not the only time we've mentioned Trey Flowers. We've mentioned right, Trey Flowers a lot. Right. Uh, the New England Connections coming back. You know, everyone likes to go out and bash the New England Connection. I'm not a big fan of it always, but, you know, sometimes it really does benefit us. And I think it, and this one, it really does benefit us. Trey Flowers at the age of 25 had seven and a half sacks last year. And you guys are wondering, seven and a half sacks for your paying a guy about $18 million a year. They're like, what the hell? But this guy gets a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Pierre, I know right. you have an interesting stat about that. You want to go ahead and say it? He had he had 78 QB pressures among edge defenders. God damn! Tied with J.J. Watt second, and first was D. Ford. So, yeah, man, I mean, he's a baller, bro. He you, you, you could play end. He could play tackle. He's, he's really good against the run, elite against the run. Um... And look, you look at this, like, last year there were reports that some guys weren't buying into the system, right? So this, you have this guy who's been in the system, so the players are about to see him. All right, he came, he won, you know, so he'd be, he'll be a leader for the defense. And this is a move I advocated for the Lions need to do on day one of free agency. I said they need to lock up a star right away 
And this is how you're going to attract free agents. I said once you lock up a star like Trey Flowers, for example, you're going to lock up more free agents. More guys are going to be attracted to come to Detroit. You know, that, that ended up happening. Uh, less than an hour later, tight end Jesse James uh, comes to Detroit. Signs a uh, five-year deal, I believe. You got Jesse James coming right. to Detroit. Then you get Andrew Adams signing the day right – or two days right after. Right. You get, you get the offensive lineman. More depth offensive lineman, Ode Abasoshi, if I said that correctly. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You you make a splash right away, free agents are going to want to come right away. I know the names I just said right now aren't the biggest splash moves besides maybe besides Jesse James, but you're going to attract more free agents after locking up a guy like Trey Flowers. And, you know, all that bullshit, I read some stuff about saying no one likes to come to Detroit, blah, blah, blah. Well, Jesse James said one of the main reasons he came he came to Detroit was because of Matt Patricia. Say Justin Coleman, Matt Patricia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously Trey Flowers, he knows Patricia. Big Amendola. reason, Matt Patricia. Amendola, Matt Patricia. So they need to drop all that BS. No one wants to come to Detroit. I don't want to hear that. And I don't want to hear nothing about Bob Quinn doesn't go out and spend. Yeah. For besides for Amendola, they went for a lot of younger pieces. Got a lot of guys entering the prime of their career, which is. You know, great. You got guys that are entering like age 26, age 25, and key players that are going to be playing a key part of your team. So it, that, that's key. What, what about you, Malcolm? What, do you, what was your favorite signing? Oh, my favorite signing. So actually, there, there's, there's tons of signings that I really enjoyed with free agency because it looked like they saw their main, their main need, and they hit them, they, they hit them hard first. They went after Trey Flowers. They knew their biggest need was an edge rusher, a pass rusher to get you know pressure on the quarterback. So what did they do? They go on free agency, grab the top-rated edge rusher on the board, um, tight end. They know they needed a tight end, a productive tight end, a guy that could he could run, block, catch. He could do he could do it all. So what do they do? They go out. They grab Jesse James, the top-rated tight end on the board. So right there, they already knocked off two of their biggest needs on day one. So that, that showed me that they were aggressive. I mean, I, I don't care what people are saying. that Oh, these, they overpaid them. Guys, it's free agency. It's, it's football. You're going to mm-hmm. spend money. You're going to spend money on these guys because these guys, like Trey Flowers, he deserves it. I mean, this guy, I mean, pro football focus have him rated at damn near 90. You know, this guy, he, he does it all. He can just set the edge. He put pressures on the quarterback. You know, you know he gets sacks. He, he does it all. On the edge, everything that you need from an edge rusher, he does it. So that was a great signing. Jesse James, great signing. One of the signings that I actually really liked that not a lot of people are really talking about is Danny Amendola. Now, I like this signing because he is a proven, he's a proven slot receiver. You know, he right. he can you know he he could get open. He knows how to he knows how to beat man coverage, so he's not going to get locked up. You know, he knows the system. He knows it's that, that presence that he's going to bring to the locker room that I see what Patricia is trying to do. He's trying to get, you know, much people that already bought the, that already bought the system, trying to get them in the locker room. Right. So Daniel Amadola already bought in to Patricia's system. So he's bringing them in, and he's going to be productive. I have a feeling he's going to be productive in the slot. People are saying, oh, he's kind of injury prone. He played 15 games last year. Um, and he started. He started 15 games. He played 15 games. I mean, he didn't have the best stats, but who was their quarterback? He had Brock Osweiler. And he had October. 
He had Blocktober, then he had uh, Tannehill. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they're bad. No, they, they suck. They yeah, suck. I'm not saying... they, they're but, bad. They're not bad. They're like be- come on. one one's average, one one's below average. They're, they're not backup. Like, they're backup quarterbacks. <laughs> no, I think Tannehill can start in this league in the right system. I really Damn. do. And that'd be a big oopsie doopsie. You probably can. I mean, it I'm is being serious. Tannehill has some talent. I like. I think Tannehill can start in this league again. I don't know if he will, but I mean, if he stays healthy, he could start in this league, bro. I well, mean, you well, saw he was healthy with the Dolphins. He he, he was good. Yeah, maybe so AF. I could see him getting a backup job, a backup role now. And if somebody goes down, he could fill the role and do a good job. I see him uh, go to the Jets. Adam Gase. Yeah, Arnold or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, but he won't beat out Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. No, right? like, and then, they just, yeah. But besides that, you know, the Justin Coleman, bringing in Justin Coleman, um, that, first seeing that, that move, I was shocked because, you know, I think that was the second move they made. First they did, they signed Damian, um, Daniel Amadola, and then they signed Justin Coleman. So I'm like, right. yo, what, what the hell is going on? Like, I understand these are like, okay moves but where is the splash like i didn't know what was going on so i was like oh they're pulling this shit again so i was i was i was getting a little frustrated at first yeah but but malcolm like, what i tell you what i yeah, tell you i was like be patient be patient you did tell me that you did tell me that and then like moments later like oh shit trey flowers comes and i'm like oh trey flowers you know um but yeah after calming down and you know being excited from trey flowers i looked up justin coleman and his stats were impressive as far as what he's able to do in the nickel. So I think that was another good move, getting somebody that's solid in the nickel that, that can play the nickel position. And he, he could be versatile. He could, he could move to the outside. They need him to move to the outside. So getting him, I think that was another good move. So those three picks or four, you know, you counted Jesse James, Trey Flowers, Danny Amendola, and Justin Coleman. Those are probably my favorite picks so far. What about you, you Ty? Uh, I want to actually bring up some stats about Justin Coleman. I mean, you guys are are you guys sold on him to be the slot corner, or you guys you know could see him being the outside corner? I know Malcolm said the versatility, but when you're paying a guy for four years for thirty six million, I mean, it's kind of tough to. I mean, if you're just put him in the slot, I mean, I could see maybe either way. And I looked up a stat. I actually got this from I believe Justin Rogers on Twitter. So shout out to him uh, that he did play a lot of outside in New England when he was playing in Matt Patricia's defense. So were you guys? Technically, I guess, see Justin Coleman playing in this Detroit defense. Um, when he played outside in Patricia's defense, he struggled, which is why they shipped him to Seattle for a seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. Seattle, was it a said? I don't know. It was like, it was for cheap. I don't know if it's like a seventh round pick, but Seattle moved him inside and he excelled there. So, do I want him on the outside? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think he's comfortable there, but like in case of an emergency, like someone's hurt, yeah, why not? You could play a game or two there, but primarily I want him in the slot. Okay. One also good thing about Coleman, he's a great blitzer. He's and he's great against the run. And I believe he had three defensive TDs in the last two years. So he's a playmaker. Bob Quinn said playmaker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy has three defensive touchdowns in the last two years. Yeah. I also I also got another good stat uh, for Justin Coleman. He's played in all sixteen games the last two seasons. So staying go. healthy is key to me. And I noticed actually that's kind of the train the trend the lines were actually going this offseason. I know Amendola's game log is not great, but it's not bad. But all the other guys have been relatively, really pretty healthy. I mean, Coleman played 16 games last few years. Right. Trey Flowers has only missed three games 
um, since 2016. Right. Jesse James has played in all 16 uh, games the last two years. So they got healthy guys, which is good to hear as well, which is something I like. Uh, I want to add one more thing on Coleman. Coleman is also really, really good on special teams. So you have a guy who could play the nickel. He could play outside. He could play special teams. He could blitz. Really good against the run. I mean, he's worth it to me. Yeah. And a fun fact about Justin Coleman actually went to high school with Tracy Walker and our cornerback, Darius Big Play Slay. Big, 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 big play slay. Uh, and, he, and he got he one went. interception this season, too. There you go. And, and, and you know who that one interception was off? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but let's just say it was off Matthew Stafford, week eight in Ford Field. So there you go. There's that stat as well. Yeah, he was the corner that sealed the game when we were in position to. I believe we were about to take the take the lead. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we, we were about to we we were about to cut the lead to seven. It was we were about to cut the lead to seven. Okay, fourteen at the point. Yeah, so we were, we, we point was about one. to yeah, we was about to cut the game to seven, and was at the was at the red zone, the goal line, and boom, interception. So that that was him, Justin Coleman. There you guys go. I was right there to see that too. I was like right behind a few rows behind the end zone. I mean, I wasn't happy at the moment, but I'm glad he's a lion now, at least. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he's making some decent money, like I mentioned, four years, $36 million. So I'm interested to see what he could do here. I'm excited. Uh, some other moves the Lions have made. They made some more moves on this Thursday. Uh, they signed up safety. Uh, Andrew Adams from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has had some past seasons with the New York Giants. And it seems like... Matt Patricia loves his New York Giants defensive players. I mean, Romeo Cuara, Snacks Harrison, Devon Kennard. I, I have a fun fact about Andrew Adams. Um, Paul Pascaloni was a defensive coordinator down at UConn. Yeah. So the fit makes sense. And also about him, he picked off Cam Newton three times this year. Jesus Christ. He had four picks, and three of them were from Cam. Yeah. Oh, Cam. One <laughs> negative. One negative. He's not the best tackler. Mm-hmm. I mean, but... As a third safety, it's not an awful option. I mean, you got Tracy Walker and Kawandre Diggs as your main safeties, and to have a guy like Andrew Adams be there, it's not a bad idea. Right, but I think Matt Patricia, like the way he wants his defense, I think they're going to teach this kid how to tackle, and possibly this kid can have a breakout year. And he's also, um, I could see him being a gunner opposite of Chuck, Charles Washington. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he has some such teams value too. So I uh, Good signing. Actually, low-key, one of my favorite low-key signings. I'm not going to lie. I mean, um, four, four interceptions in last season. And only played about, uh, I saw this stat, 35% of his defensive snaps had four interceptions. That's pretty impressive. Right. So when he had an opportunity, he made plays. Playmaker, right? Bob Quinn, we need playmakers. There's another playmaker right there. Yep. Yeah. Four picks. I will say this. Um, I will never question a Bob Quinn signing. Because last year when... He made some signings. I was like, yo, who the hell is this guy? Who the hell is Romeo Cora? Why is he bringing him in? I he couldn't answer his at all. Yeah, I mean, Whoa. I was like, yo, who is this guy? I think he had, like, I think he played two seasons with the Giants, and he only had one sack in two seasons. I'm like, yo, why, why is he here? <laughs> and then he comes out and balls out. Yeah, right. Devon Kennard. I'm like, yo, who, who is this guy? Why are we giving this guy seven and a half year? <laughs> Eli Harold. I'm like, yo, what is going on? He comes out, balls out. So I'm one to never. If they sign somebody, I don't know who they are. I just okay. Let's see what he does because this guy Andrew Adams, I believe can. I think he's gonna have a breakout year this year. 
Because last year he had he had four starts. Right. And in those four starts, he had four interceptions. Three off Cam Newton. So this guy, he has ball, he has playmaking skills. And I think that's something that's you can always use a playmaker in the backfield. So I like the signing. If he has trouble tackling, I'm pretty sure Patricia's gonna fix it. It's not gonna be it's tackling is is, is fixable. But if he already is making plays on the ball, I think he's going to have a breakout year. I want to be surprised if he starts. I'm saying that now. I want to be surprised if he starts. I think Diggs and Walker will start. He could probably be that third safety. Maybe him and Tavon will battle out. Tavon isn't safe right now, obviously. Tavon is not safe. Killebrew's um, not safe. Killebrew is more of a linebacker now. But I wouldn't, yeah, he's probably not yeah. safe either. No. Uh, who else? Chuck is safe because of special teams. Yeah. Um, about all the safeties we have right now, honestly. Goberquin got cut, I mean, so. That's why you need to bring in, that's why I keep saying you still need to bring in another safety. Tyler, your boy Trey Boston is still out there. Yes, Trey Boston, come to Detroit, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, just have a camp battle. It is what it is, man. I want to bring in, oh, we already talked about him, but I want to get in some more specific details. We didn't, I feel like we didn't talk enough about him, was Jesse James. Uh, I think another thing I really like about Jesse James is, like I said, he's been healthy. We got a five-year deal with him, but with our new offensive coordinator, I really expect Jesse James to be the number one, you know, a big target in this offense. Daryl Bevel loves using his tight ends, right. and you know the lines don't have many playmakers on the offense. Exclude maybe, you know, you got Galladay, you got Marvin, carry on obviously, but I think with not as much attention as like Pittsburgh had with Vance McDonald. Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown, you know, they had a lot of weapons, you know, Le'Veon, not last year, obviously, but, you know, they had a lot of weapons, you know, I think, put Jesse James in this offense, he's gonna, he's gonna thrive a lot more in this offense, especially being the number one tight end option, I mean, he really did a good job when he was the number one tight end before Vance McDonald, I'm excited to see what Jesse James could do, being the primary tight end in Detroit, you know, with other options, I mean, it should be exciting, you know, especially a new offensive coordinator that loves to use his tight end. So that's that's also, you know, a positive. Yeah. And his main thing is that he's a really great run blocker. He's he's really good at being a run blocker. So that's going to definitely that's definitely a plus. And his catch percentage, 77% of his balls that that get thrown to him. So he's going to be productive. And uh, well, Okay. I want to add one thing on Jesse James. They asked him today, um, what do you think could bring this Lions defense? And he said he felt like in Pittsburgh he didn't get um, a lot of chances because they have Vance McDonald, obviously AB and Juju and whatnot. He's like, he feels like he could contribute more on third downs and in the red zone, which we know Detroit last year, they struggled on third downs and they also struggled in the red zone, you know, especially when they lost Tate, you know, when they lost mm-hmm. Tate, third down was a disaster. I think you guys can agree with me. They ran draws versus the Rams on third down, bro, because they couldn't pass the ball. It was just a disaster. They go out, they get this guy. I think this guy, you remember how we got Darren Fells? I think he's going to be like a Darren Fells type of production, maybe better because he's much younger. I think better. I see like a Darren, yeah, obviously he's, he's 24. Sky's the limit for him. Um, I think this guy is going to have that kind of impact year one. Score touchdowns, block, be Stafford's security blanket. That's exactly what I'm expecting as well. Uh, like you just said, all the facts about not as crowded offense as it was in Pittsburgh. That's I think he'll right. get to thrive more here as well. For that, 
Because here, nothing against Marvin and Kenny, but I think they're more type of deep threats receivers. They're not really possession receivers. Um, so you bring in Amendola, you bring in Jesse James, those guys will work the middle while the other two go deep or whatever. So, and, and then you also got a draft to fill in those holes too. So. Yeah. Also, I want to say um, regarding Danny, Danny Amendola, I didn't say one thing. So remember last year how they brought in Blunt to mentor Carryon Johnson? Bruh. Wait, just hang with me. Hang <laughs> no, 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 no. But you know when you bring, you know when you bring up the girl on this podcast, you're gonna get some laughs. All right, 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 yeah, laugh, don't right. You bring All right, I'm talking we about get the your point. Like, but you bring up Laguerre Blunt, you're gonna get laughed. Hold up, but Laguerre is a smart player, good leader, yeah. right? Yeah. So the classroom part and the film part—that's what I'm talking about. Leadership and film room, right? Mm-hmm. So you bring in Amendola, let's mentor, let's say, like a Brandon Powell or a potential second or third round rookie pick. Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella, <laughs> Paris Campbell, my favorite, Debo Samuel. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that's why you bring in a guy like, because he's 33, bro. He's not going to be here for like forever. He's going to be probably no, for no. one year. Maybe in yeah. next, another year if he does, does well. I kind of see like an Anquan Bolden signing, to be honest. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's what this more, I think that's what this is more like an Anquan Bolden signing. He's gonna bring some leadership in the locker room, I guess. Right. I guess Patricia wanted more guys that knows the system and knows the Patriots' way as far as how to handle the locker room in the locker room because we saw everybody saw what happened last year. It was kind of it was kind of like chaos as far as it was like right. have people that knew the Patriots' way and what Patricia wanted to do, and then there was half that just like I guess they, they were got confused. stuck. Yeah, they were, they confused. were like, like lost, what? confused, like what's going on? What's going on? Where's the ping pong table? Where's you know, where's the foosball? You know, they like they were right. there. <laughs> so, I guess he's bringing more of those guys in that already know what's going on, and then I guess just more leadership in the locker room. So, I think it's gonna work out. Another comparison I want to give to Amendola with the lines I've had similar. Uh, I actually got this from Detroit Lions Zone on Instagram. Lance Moore. I think that's like uh, that's you know more. a similar signing. I see kind of like the Bolden Lance Moore. They they've actually brought in the veteran slot receiver before, and. It, both times it's worked for them, so let's hope the third times it you know it, work, it keeps on working. <laughs> Lance Moore worked out, Bolden worked out. Hopefully, Amendola works out. Yeah. But one more signing, the Lions did do so far. This is we're recording this on Thursday night, so there's obviously obviously more that could come. But what we know so far, Lions made another depth signing on the offensive line. I mentioned him for like a second. Uh, Oday Apisoshi. I mean, this isn't much to the signing. I, mean, I don't really have much to say about him. It was a one-year deal worth $2 million. Honestly, with this signing, I, I'm expecting more of a potential replacement of Kenny Wiggins, kind of Bevel, bringing his own guy that he knows how to use, a guy he's you know had experience with. So that's kind of a signing I see this with. Uh, what about you guys? I mean, there's not really much about this guy. All right. So about um, Ode, I don't know how to say his last name. I'm just going to say Ode. Um, he started... He started for the Cardinals weeks 10 to 17. And the Cardinals had a really, really bad O-line, okay? And according to Pro Football Focus, he was the 18th best guard in the league from weeks 10 to week 17. Um, his pass blocking grade was really, really good. His run blocking grade was shitty. Now, <laughs> now hang with me here. Hang with me. I think this guy can start for us. Wow. I can't believe I said it, but you look wow. at the roster and you look at the money they gave him. They gave him $2 million. No one, No one in the hell offered him that. They wanted him really bad. No one's going to offer him that, so they wanted him. They overpaid for him. Um, they wanted him. Bevel, had, Bevel knows him. I don't trust Wiggins. I don't trust Hall. 
solid backups, both of them. And O'Day, I don't even really trust him. But when you look at his pass blocking grade with the Cardinals, mind you, the Cardinals have an awful line. They have like a third string center playing. I think he was a third string guard. Their tackles were hurt. Did you say a third string center? My boy Mason Cole. Did you just shoot my boy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly. third string section, but whatever. They have backups everywhere. So when you have backups everywhere and you're you're really good at you're still good at pass blocking, that says something about you. So if you're the Lions, you plug him next to Glasgow and next to Wagner, maybe you make maybe he gets better. You know, you never know. Because he was with guys in Arizona who were not that good. And he you know excelled. So you I thought what? about that. Yeah, you know what? You are absolutely correct. Because if you are a good offensive, if you're a good guard and you're surrounded by really bad, a bad center, a bad uh, tackle, another bad guard, another bad tackle, the whole line's going to look bad. No matter, I don't care who you are. If you plug an all-pro guard in a a line with a really bad tackle, a bad center, <laughs> yeah, the whole line is going to be bad, regardless. It's not going right. to work. So I, I agree with you 110. percent Maybe surrounding him with better people, you know, maybe his run blocking will improve. Now, as far as the reason why Detroit may have brought him in, I think they brought him in to compete because we have Crosby, and I really think that we're going to either I'm not sure if we're going to bring somebody else in in free agency, like another guard. But I know for sure we're going to draft somebody. I'm not sure where we're going to draft somebody, but I believe we are going to draft somebody, you know, anywhere between one and seven. We're going to draft somebody. Honestly, and- uh, sorry to interrupt. What I was like, I want to make something more clear when I was talking. I don't, I don't want O'Day to be a starter, but I think right now he's the best guard on our team. That's yeah. what, like, what I meant. Yeah. But um, one to three for sure. I mean, you, if you go out and sign maybe a Quentin Spain, you still have to draft one from like one to three. I want one in like the first three rounds. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean... If we get a guard in the first three rounds, like I said, they're there to compete. They're not going to give somebody a job. He's not going to just get the starting right guard job. They're, they're going to have him compete. Right. So if he comes out in preseason training camp, OTAs, and he's the best guard that we have, the right guard, hell, give him the job. But I think he's definitely there to compete. You know, I, I actually looked on tape as far as when he was on Houston. And he on when he was a, the, with the Houston Texas, Texans, he was a better run blocker, and it showed when he was when he was in Houston. So everything you said about him in Arizona makes sense because their line was really bad. That's <laughs> yeah, Mason Cole. So yeah. <laughs> so maybe so maybe he could come in here, right? Maybe he'll be a good run blocker. Hopefully, if he's a good blocker, hey, we got him. We got a cheap guy that could start for us. Why not? Yeah. Hey, hey Peter, I, I got something. Maybe you'll like Ode even a little more. I mean, I'm not sure to play favorites, but he has a little Middle Eastern in him. You know that. Did you know that? Oh, I did not know that. No. Yeah. And he also has nine siblings. So there's another fun wow. fact about O'Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has nine siblings. had a good time. And, but yeah, you know, that's another thing to cheer on for him. For, you know, me and Peach Dan Floyd, the Middle Eastern. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see this guy, man. We'll see how, yeah. we'll see how, how he does. Nine siblings. Jeez, ten kids in a family. <laughs> I mean, hey. Hey, their life. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we did cover all the free agents the Lions have done so far. But I do want to get one more topic in. Uh, what are some free agents still left in the market? There's not, you know, there's some actually still some gems out there left. What are some options out there that interest you guys? Uh, Malcolm, go ahead and start it off. 
is well the guy who I who I want for the for Detroit to bring in is a guy that was on the team last year that I've been saying from the get go needs another chance to play. Love it, Levine. Levine Tololo. Yes, sir. Bring his ass back because <laughs> he, like I told you, like I said before, every th- every pass he threw to him, he caught it. He didn't get any. He didn't get any red zone targets, which I blame. Uh, JBC, Jim Bob Cooter. Um, oh, that's, that's a long belt. He got one from Matt Prater week 17. <laughs> come on. Does that count? Does that count? Nah, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't even count that because it was week 17. It was a trick play. Damn, Prater threw the ball. I mean, it, it is what it is, but I, I don't think he had a fair shot because, like I've been saying, Jim Bob had no clue how to use tight ends. So I would like Levine Toledo to have a second chance. Bring him on. Bring him. Bring him to camp. See if he makes a roster. If he could be, he could be the. Who knows? He might be the second tight end. And he, he's proven he could catch the ball. He's six eight. So I say we bring him in. You know it's possible the Lions did sign him late last in free, late free agency last year. So I mean it's possible he did wait out a little bit last year. So wouldn't be shocked to hear Levine Toledo come back. But I wouldn't be shocked the other way if he didn't come back. Yeah, so another team I pick him up. They might see his production and pick him up. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it definitely. Pierre, who's your guy? I have a lot of them, man. Shit, I'll give you like three of them. How about that? Okay. Give me one yeah, from each position. Know. How about that? All right. Well, I'll I'll say all right. So I want a backup QB. Okay. Um, we all know Stafford has battled injuries. He's played through them, but at some point, you always want to have insurance. Not Matt Castle. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I like I like three guys. I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna talk about them. People know about them. I like Brock Osweiler. He started in this league before. I like Trevor Simeon. He's played in the NFC North. Also started in this league before. And I like AJ McCarron as as a backup. Um, I want a corner who excels in man coverage outside. I like Morris Claiborne. I like Bashad Breland, and um, the other dude got signed. And Rashawn Melvin. Um, guard. Uh, there's not much out there to be honest. Yeah, running backs. Gone. Running backs. Um, so there's actually something interesting. People were saying Isaiah Crowell. Uh, rumor has it Jeff Risen reported on Twitter. He said he had character issues. He's he, they're not going to go after him. So Isaiah Crowell take him off. Um, I like T.J. Yeldon, Spencer Ware at running back. Now linebacker, Zach Brown. Zach Brown. I love Zach, Zach Brown. Brown. I want Zach answer. Brown. I want get Zach Brown. Answer. And one guy, if he comes cheap, I like Justin Houston. No Jamie Collins on that list? I'm not. Uh, there was reports with Jamie Collins uh, freelancing with the New England Patriots defense, basically like doing whatever the hell he wants, not, not following the playbook. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I never heard of that. That's so. what freelancing means. So yeah. I don't know. I don't want that shit here. We already have like, I, I don't want that. Um, I like I like a safety. I'm not going to say your boy. I know you. I'm going to keep him for you. I like a couple of safeties. <laughs> I don't want Eric Berry. People are saying why. Um, he's only played three games the last three years, and he hasn't finished one of them. So think about that. Um, I like Andrew Sandejo. Knows the division. Vikings player. I like George Iloka, and I like um, Adrian Phillips. Those guys. And yeah, that's that's it. You could name some guys now. Damn, damn, Pierre! You named the whole free agency class left. Who's <laughs> 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 you didn't name Jordy Nelson? Who else is out there? Oh, <laughs> well, there's, I mean, no, look, please don't. guys. 
So <laughs> I'm just saying, you'll, I'm going to show you guys no class. To me. I have my own list in front of me. I, I did my homework on free agents, my list. I was reading off my list. There was obviously other guys I want to name, but I can't name everyone. I mean, come on. <laughs> it seemed like that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but guys, I, uh, you know, interested they're still in the market. I know you mentioned the thing about Crowell, but I mean, this guy has some good production, man. I, I would not mind at all, honestly, bringing Isaiah Crowell, Crowell in. This guy's only missed three games in his whole career. Think about that. I mean, they were all in 2018, but this guy's only missed three games in his whole career. Has had really good production. He had, I actually have a stats room with me, uh, 685 yards and had six touchdowns and 143 attempts. So as a, I think he's a perfect complemental back with uh, on Johnson getting 10 to 15 carries. I know the character issues, but like I said, and I praise it, this is one I take the risk on. You got to take risk in this league sometimes. And Crowell is one of those guys I think that could complement on really well. And I really like the idea of Isaiah Crowell. When I heard his name being released, that was a guy I hopped on the bandwagon right away. I want Crowell here. I hopped on it right away too. I was like, shit, we got to get this guy, right? And then I go on Twitter and I'm like, oh shit, he has character issues. Lions aren't going to sign him. I don't know. It's just sometimes it's worth it. It is worth it sometimes. You know, a change of scenery could help as well. Um, but another guy I do have on my list is Doug Martin from the Oakland Raiders. He played in all 16 games. He had 723 yards, four touchdowns, and 172 attempts. So that's pretty good numbers. I think he can complement a guy like Carryon Johnson well. And to be honest, as much as we praised this offseason, and I'm really satisfied with the offseason, don't get me wrong, but one thing I was a little disappointed was that the Lions didn't go after one of those running backs. There was like those – like Mark Ingram took a – $15 million deal for three years. I mean, $5 million a year is not bad for the production you would be getting out of Mark Ingram. I think he would have been a perfect compliment back. Him and Tevin Coleman, they both got $5 million each. That's something I'm a little disappointed in because I would have really loved to see those guys, either one of those guys play with uh, carry on. I think it would be a great duo. Mike Davis was another guy I really liked out there. He got signed by Chicago. So, I mean, I'm a little disappointed the Lions did not address the running back from the free agency class earlier because the names out there are not as great. But now that Crowell is out there, I'm I'm really interested in him. Maybe at least bring him out for a visit, see how he is. And Doug Martin's another guy. But other than that, I mean, there's not really many options out there. Spencer Ware is out there, but he's had the injury history. There's uh, Powell I liked a lot, but he has a serious neck injury. I mean, there's just the guys out there just don't really flatter me. And for another guy I do like, uh, I like Trey Boston, the safety from Arizona. I, I've praised I like Trey Boston a lot. I mean, click play on his tape. I mean, you will like Trey Boston. I believe he's a six-one safety. Uh, a lot of production. He's very underrated safety to me, and I think I agree. And put him in a with Quandre Diggs and Tracy Walker. That's a hell of a trio of safeties, man. I really think that's a hell of a trio. Boston, Diggs, and. Uh, Tracy, that, that's crazy, man. And that's a guy I'm really high on. I don't know if they'll be as interested anymore after making the Andrew Adams signing. But, I mean, that, they'll be determined. Trey Boston is still out there, so that's a guy I'm really interested in. Uh, Tyler, I want to say one thing. So, I actually, um, I was wondering, like, why isn't Ingram, like, getting a lot of, like, interest, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you go back, he was suspended last year for four games. So, I believe if he's suspended again... He suspended like a full year or indefinitely. I forgot how the rule was. But one more suspension. So that's why teams didn't want to invest that much in him. Yeah, it's, it's possible. Then, uh, 
Tevin Coleman, I love this kid, right? But you also look back, he has a little injury history. Yeah. He's been being, he like, you know? So, like, all right, like, I see why, like, I wish they did go for one of them. I really do. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the money wasn't bad either. The money was no, not bad. No, it was at not all. bad at all. Five mil a year is not bad. But I don't think they want, that's like number one back money. Mm-hmm. And I think their number one back is Carry On Johnson, and they don't want to. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I I see your point. I just I don't know. I just felt like you know watching Mark Ingram uh, duo up with Elvin Kamara was great. I mean, they had a great duo. Right. Tevin Coleman with Devontae Freeman was a great duo. I mean, you just it's it's great to see. I mean, that's I love a duo like that. I love a do. I thought you know it could potentially happen with Carrion and Theo. I, I was definitely wrong with that, but I, I guess the names that do interest me that are still in the market, I kind of hope they do bring at least one of them out for a visit. Is either Doug Martin or Crowell. I do like both of them a lot. I know Crowell, like you said, has the character issues, but like I said, you got to take risk at some time, at some point. You can't always go with the good guys. I mean, you obviously want to get the good guys, but you know, you got to take some risk sometimes. Right. And I do like that idea of a backup quarterback as well. Okay. I mean, are we saying Malcolm? Yeah, I was going to say that um, as far as the running back market and free agency, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's dry. Well, well, looked at it, nobody like really like wowed me besides um, Coleman. I mean, uh, Coleman's out there. Well, he was out there. Um, he would have been, he'll be a good signing, you know, Mark Ingram. But this may be a different topic. But I actually really like the guys in the draft class, so I wouldn't mind. Because I think this this running back draft class is kind of deep. That you're gonna find another Kareem Hunt late in in that draft class because everybody that, that first round, nobody's really going after a running back. Yep. Yeah. Right. Really interested. Like you said, the running back class is deep. I mean, I wouldn't really call it deep, but you like you said, there's some. Hidden gems in there. I could there, see there's us. a lot because nobody's talking about him, and everybody's yeah. looking at their forty times. They're like, "Oh, he runs slow. He runs a four six. Yeah, on so. Bell. Le'Veon Bell runs a four six, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. like, like I've been saying, like forty times. It's not gonna mess up your average. You can still average five yards a carry running a four seven as a running back. It's not gonna kill your forty time as long as you have good vision and you, you know, you can make some moves. You're gonna get some yards, so and decent agility too. Yeah, that's it. Scores. Vision, you know, you gotta like I said, be able to make some moves, and you're gonna get you're gonna get five yards a pop if if you're really good at it. So right. I think because nobody's talking about these guys, I guarantee you, it's gonna be like a third or fourth round running back. One team go pick up is gonna be a complete star. And we have another Alvin Kamara or another Kareem Hunt in this draft class. I mean, that's possible. We'll see. I don't. I'm not in love with this running back class. I've studied some prospects. Nobody is. Nobody is. Um, one guy, he had a great combine, and then I don't, I don't really know much about him though. Just as Hill, I mean, his combine numbers were through the roof, and but he's a smaller guy. I mean, like he could be like a Alvin Kamara, but he's a smaller guy. That's I'm not, I'm, See, I'm, not like, I'm not betting too much on it because he had a fast forty time. Like I said, I'm not for running backs. I'm not sold on. You have to be, got to have a four four forty to be a successful running back. You can run a four six and be a successful running back, and hell, probably lead the league in rushing. It all depends on how many times you get the ball. If you can stay healthy, and if you can just get five yards a pop, four or five yards a pop. Yeah, that's the thing. Like no one, like there's no like true back. Like the best back is Josh Jacobs. He's good, but I don't think he's like top ten good. Maybe top twenty good. There's a few. You know? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Watch. We're gonna talk about this a year from now, and we're gonna be like, wow, this guy got drafted in round five, and look at him now. 
He's a top Possible. five in rushing. I'm Never telling know. you, it's going mean, to be one of those situations. The kid from Penn State, Miles Sanders, his tape is good, but the guy fumbles a lot. So he that's does. scary too. Like, you like him, but then he fumbles. So, like, are we going to have another Amir situation here? Like, we lost games. No, good God, I don't no. Say we please, lost please, no. Amir, but, like, <laughs> no. I mean, fumbling the ball no, no, is don't, not... Don't, don't bring up that name here. That's another look at your blood. <laughs> no, I like Amir Abdullah. I, he's I, a good person. I he's do. a free agent as well, if you guys want him back. I mean, I don't want him back because we don't really run... You don't really yeah, but, use his style anymore, yeah. but... All right, guys. So I want to talk about some trade potential trade targets. Um, one guy, two guys that are made available in our division. I don't know if they'll ever trade them to us, but I'd inquire about both of them. Running back Jordan Howard from the Chicago Bears. Jordan Howard and Carryon Johnson together is like amazing. Okay, Oof. Malcolm, you're a running backs guy. What do you think of that? Um, Jordan Howard and. And carry on Johnson. It, it could work out. It could work out. It could, it could be good. But the thing with carry on is that, and the thing I like so much about carry on is that he seems like he could do it all. Like, I don't know what, do you, like, what is carry on? Like, what type of back is carry on? Is he a power back? Does he, um, is he, do is, it he all back? is he, is he a receiving back? Because I see him catch one hand and passes. I seen him run people over. I seen him, do it you know, all back. he's a do it all back. So I'm not, to pair him up, I want, I want somebody electric. I want somebody that's kind of fast. Yeah, he could do it all, but the problem is uh, how many carries can you give him? How many touches can you give him a game? You don't want him to get him hurt. You don't want to get hurt. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I'm not saying 25. Yeah, I mean, if if he could get anywhere between 18 to 20, uh, I'm happy. And then another running back could get anywhere between 5 and 10. I don't want them to do no 50-50 shit like they did last year. And if I see Another like Garrett Bunch situation where he's getting more carries than carry on. I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna. I'm telling you, yo, know, I'm gonna break every TV in my house if they do that. Like I'm telling, <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. But yeah, just have him run 18 to 20, 20 like maybe 22 carries. The other running back two when carry on is tired or whatever, have him run maybe five to ten carries. Bounce it off that way. Call it a day. Well, I could see I him do uh, two thirds and one third. Maybe not half half, but I could see two thirds, one third. Yeah, that's why. That's why I was looking at guys like Crowell and Martin because I think those guys are the type of guys that get your you know ten carries a game that are and will get the job done. Service right. guys. So that's why I did bring up those guys. Bring up your other guy again. All right, guys. So the other guys from the Vikings, uh, Trey Waynes. We know him. I think he's a good corner. Offset a slay. I think he'd be good. He knows the division. So what do you guys think of Trey Waynes? I like Trey Wines a lot, actually. Um, and so, for some reason, I don't know why the Vikings fans cannot stand that dude. <laughs> I have no reason. Really? He always plays well against us. I don't know why they can't stand him. I like the guy a lot. Vikings low key sometimes he plays better than the guy opposite of him. Yeah, Bro. I just I just don't understand those guys. Those Vikings fans cannot stand him. <laughs> and so, former first round pick. Yeah, I mean, maybe he hasn't lived up to his height that much, like because he's not he's a number a, one. But he's, he's really a good, good player. He's a good yeah, he's player, good. man. He's a good player, man. He's I, a guy I, that needs a change of scenery. They're not going to be us. They're, they're, there's no way hell they're going to trade him to us. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> just saying, like, if they would, I do it. I have another guy. Uh, he's from the Buccaneers, tight end. Pair him with Jesse James, uh, Cameron Bray. Um, I think Jesse James, uh, I mean, he's not proven yet. You know, he's not. I mean, I, I love the signing, but he's not proven yet. You bring in Cameron Bray, teach him the ropes a little, you know. And, yeah, so I like Cameron Bray. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you want two expensive tight ends, though? Well, I'm not saying Jesse's expensive, but 
He's not cheap. Do you want yeah. two more, do you want two more expensive tight ends though that are not like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? Let's be honest though. Cameron Bray is gonna cost you a sixth round, maybe, fifth or sixth round, and he has no guaranteed money left. You don't want him? Dump his ass. Cut him. That's true. He could cut him. And it won't do it won't do nothing to our guy. If fifth or sixth round picks, I'm in a big deal to me. Those guys barely hit. Two more wild cards. Um, oh, so earlier in the year, you know how I want to say one thing. You know how they said Odell wasn't going to get traded. They traded Odell. So you know how Patrick Peters said he wanted out. Now they got a new head coach. He's saying he doesn't want out. I personally think he still wants out. I would call Arizona and see what Arizona wants for Patrick Peterson. What do you guys think? You want me to go? Uh, it's gonna be a hard no. It'll be a hard no. A hard no for me. And. The reason why, I mean, as much as it sounds, and this was Madden and Madden 2K, Madden 2019, this will be this will be awesome. You're in franchise mode. You load up your corners. This will be great. <laughs> this is not Madden. This no. is not. This is not Madden. You do not need two elite corners to have a top defense. I've been I've been saying this for I don't know how many weeks. You don't need two elite corners to have a top defense. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt, but you don't, you don't, you just don't need it, dude. Look at the Jags. You can't throw on them, bro. You only throw the slot. You cannot attack AJ Boye or Jalen Ramsey. You they just actually, can't. they actually did this year. A lot of teams were throwing on them this year. Uh, for mean, example, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They're throwing it all over. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger threw for like four hundred yards on them. But uh, the, the thing is, you don't. If you have a an elite, I my, my personally me. I'd rather have an elite pass rush. If you have you a elite pass rush, if you have an elite pass rush, you don't need two elite corners. It's just not a need. You don't need it. It won't make you a don't difference. Need if, it, but if you could do it, if you have an average cornerback as cornerback number two, and you have an elite pass rush, guess what that average cornerback is going to look like? He's going to look like a really damn good cornerback because a quarterback that that says hike is only going to have two three seconds, and they're putting pressure on them, and then they're going to make plays. I you agree. Don't need, you don't need two, two. You don't need it. In the long run, and I just think you don't need it. It's not needed. All right, all right, Pierre. So you think Pat Pete's worth around a second, third round pick, right? Uh, third, third, third. Okay. <laughs> do, do you want to trade a a good draft pick for a guy? You don't like Malcolm saying you don't need two dynamic corners. I mean, do you want to trade a good draft piece where you could use it to another more position of need than uh go and acquire. A thirty-year-old Patrick Peterson. Not saying Patrick Peterson's lost a step. He's twenty-nine. He, he hasn't. He's he's great. He's yeah. only corner. We don't need it. You just don't, don't need two corners. Yeah, you just don't need. All right, two I'll just say corners. this though. This is why I like two elite corners. I'll make my argument now. So let like Slay was hurt last year, right? So when your number one corner goes down, and you have an average corner as a number one, that hurts your team. You have two elite corners. One gets hurt, you'll be fine. There's and, no. That's not true. The reason why is because if you have a lead pass rush, it's not going to matter who's out there. If you have a your quarterback number two covering for number cornerback number one, and you have a lead pass rush, it's going to be it's not you, the only team that has that is Jacksonville. And yep. last year, the defense—I mean, they, they're still the top top five. I think they're ranked like number five. But if they have a lead pass rush, they wouldn't be there. You know. I, I just don't. It's not a need. And then you gonna give up a high draft pick for it? Nah, it's not a need. Here, Milk, I'll defend your point even stronger. The Vikings, Xavier Rhodes, having an average corner. Trey Wayne is your number two. 
I mean, you have you just need. An average. I don't think Trey Wayne's is average, bro. I really don't. I think Trey Wayne's a good. He's elite. He's not elite. He's good. I no, think he's really elite. good. I think he's really good. I think Trey Wayne's is underrated. He's good. Like I said, he's he's, he's pretty good. I don't think he's amazing, but I no, think you not. just you have a you don't need a bad. I'm not saying we need a bad like a, like a, just throwing anyone at corner. I'm not saying throw T's Tabor out there. Sorry, Malcolm, but I think you need a Darius Slay in a average above average cornerback too. You don't need. Darius Slay and Patrick Peterson. You don't. I mean, I just think you need an all right corner. You don't need an amazing one. Yeah. All right, guys. I have one question. So, how much do average corners cost a year? Uh, I want to say like 10, 10, 10. mil. We just paid nine. We just yeah, paid for nine. one. Okay. <laughs> Last two years on Patrick Peterson's contract. Ready? Two two years, twenty two. Two years. Uh, uh twenty four mil. That's like twelve mil average. Yeah, but you're trading a good piece with it. Yeah, you're trading a third or second round pick with that. Yeah, but like, if you're Detroit, though, you're in a win now mode. So who gives a shit? You trade it away. You're in a win now mode. Yeah, but those pieces could be help you right now. They're not going to be like they're not going to help you right away. It's not like the NBA or MLB draft or NHL NFL players are going to help you right away in the draft of the second. I mean, sometimes, round. sometimes you you never know. I'm just saying though, like, what about for a fourth? Would you guys do it for a fourth round pick? I don't think he'll be traded for fourth. Yeah, he's going to be traded for fourth round pick. But my whole thing is, I, I'm really a strong believer that you do not need two elite corners to have an elite defense. You don't you don't need it? All right, Malcolm. Um, here we go. Stephon Gilmore, great corner. Jason McCourty had a great year. Two elite yeah, corners. He's two not elite. This year he was elite. Go look at his numbers. I'm not making shit up. Go look at his numbers. You could look elite in a a great defense though. Yeah, he's not. So, yeah, but there's like, only a few. Guys, there's only a few elite corners in the NFL right now. Jason McCourty is not in that category. No, but he had a great year though. Even with the Browns before they caught him, he had a great year with the Browns too. He could have a good year, but he's not a. There's only, like I said, there's only a handful of those guys. Patrick Peterson is one of them. Yeah, I agree. Jalen Ramsey is one of them. You know, Darius Slay is one of them. There, there, there's not too many of those guys out there. Jason McCourty is not elite. He's good. Yeah, I agree. I but agree he had an elite year. This year, he had an elite year. What do you do that that was elite? Um, you want to pull up his stats? Give me a second. Did he even get elected for the Pro Bowl? No, because he's not elite. Pro Bowl is <laughs> Pro Bowl. Look, I'm just being honest, though. Was he an All Pro? Was he an All Pro? Pro was he a second team All Pro? <laughs> Pro Bowl is a popularity contest. Let's all be right. honest. What about what about what, did he make the first or second team All Pro? No, <laughs> he's a good corner. Like I said, no, but his he's did. good. He's good, but he's not elite. Yes, and that that's he put him in the same category. He put him on the same category We talk a lot about Pro Football Focus, right? Okay. Yes. According to PFF, he was the number six ranked corner, an oh. elite number six. But was he? Was he an All Pro? <laughs> I don't probably know he was not. <laughs> so you put him in the same category as Darius Lee right now? Absolutely not. Okay, okay. what about Jalen Ramsey? I'm saying this Patrick year Peterson. he had a great year. Like he had a good you year this have year. A great, you can have a good year, but it, that one good year does it not define you as a, an elite corner. I agree. I agree with that 100%. No, yeah, I'm just, just saying, I'm just saying like the Lions need to find like whether trade or free agency or they need to find a corner that could like help them the outside. You trust right now. Be honest, straight up. Do you trust Mike Ford? Do you trust T's table? 
This no, is I, me. This is me right now. Do I trust him right now from last year's tape? Absolutely. No. The reason why? The reason why? Don't do you know why our second corner looked that bad last year? I want you to pull up a game, and I want you to tell me how how many seconds did that quarterback have in the pocket? How many seconds? Million. We let ooh, ooh, Chase Daniels. Remember Chase Daniels said, "Do you want to bring that up?" He completed seventy-two percent on us. Do you know yeah. why Chase Daniels completed seventy-two percent on no us? No pass rush. There was no pass rush. He's sitting. He was sitting in the pocket, and he had all day. Right, I agree. You can't do that in cover one. It's not going to work. You playing cover one with no pass rush, and you give them all day, anybody can look good. You could throw Tyler out there. Tyler, have you thrown football before? <laughs> it's been a minute. I'll, stay, I'll stick to it now. I'm going to stick to talking about football. If Tyler, you put Tyler out there with no pass rush, he's going to find somebody open. These, yeah. are, these are professional athletes. These are professional quarterbacks. They're going to find somebody. But if you have an elite pass rush, and the quarterback, instead of having 100 seconds, he has now two seconds maybe three seconds, 2.5 seconds, guys are going to be able to make plays. Because at that point, you're relying, you're relying on, on the pass rush, and all you have to do is jump the route. Because they can't run deep routes. You can't run too many deep routes if you have a pass rush on you. It's, the, whole, the whole game is easier with a pass rush. So if they do have an elite pass rush, I don't know. On paper, they look nice. On paper, the, the, the front four looks nice. And I don't know what they're going to do in the draft. But if we do have an elite pass rush, do I trust... Uh, Mike Ford will Mike look Ford? a lot better. Do Mike I trust Mike Ford over better. there? I do trust Mike Ford out there. Do I trust Tease out there? I will, I, I will trust Tease out there. Oh, my God. What I'm saying, I would. That's what, that one's settled down. All right. Um, like I said, it, it make a bad corner look good. It makes a good corner look great. And that's right. what I'm saying. If you're, bad, if, you're, if, you're in, if you're a bad corner, you have a good pass rush, you're going to look good. I agree with that 100%. 100%. You, you, make, you made some really good points, but I'm just like saying if you have a chance somehow to get Patrick Peterson with Darius Slay, that's that's popcorn right there. That's it's like, just, all right, good luck. It's going to be jersey sales. It's going to be jersey sales. It's but, like good luck throwing on us. You got Justin Coleman in the nickel, Darius Slay on the outside, Patrick Peterson on the outside, and good luck running on us. You got Stan. It's, it would be just fun, I'm saying. You know what I mean? It, it would, would be, be fun. fun. There, was a year, there was a year that the Philadelphia Eagles did that. What year was that? Was that like 2012? Yeah, but they when went, they, they when they called they, themselves yeah, the, the dream team. Right, and yeah, right. when they picked up Nami Asawa, they picked up um, what's the other one? Komardi. That Komardi. Uh, that receiver. Shit, what's his name? Um, no, I think they paid they paid Macklin or Avon. I forgot they paid one they of them. I know they had three corners. They had three really good corners, and they were like, "Oh, we had this dream team," and then, it just, it didn't work out. Because yeah, they had a whole but, bunch of guys that, that didn't fit the scheme. Like, Nami played man. And he was playing zone on the opposite side. Because Nami <laughs> only played zone on one side of the field. And right. then they tried to put him on man on the other side of the field. It just didn't work out. So I'm saying, though, like, Andy Reid, nothing against Andy Reid, but his defenses have not been the best. And you bring Patrick Peterson here with Matt Patricia, man. With Darius Slay, with Justin Coleman, Trey Flowers, Jared, that would just be really fun, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That'd it's, be it's really one of them, fun. It's one of them dream teams that, right. like, and I get you. On paper, it look amazing. Like, yeah, we got Patrick. Pete. That's what I said. This is Madden. You know, that would be amazing. You know, uh, you're going but, fourteen and two. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it's not a need. You don't you don't need it to be successful in the NFL. You don't need two elite corners. You just need an elite pass rush. Especially trading oh. a good uh, trade piece as well, like a second or third. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't want to do it. 
No, we didn't have Darius Slay. Oh, that's a whole, that's a whole. That, that's, a, that's, 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 that's exactly. Story. Yeah, this exactly. is way like, different discussion. Like we haven't we have an elite corner. That's yeah, why I'm corner. so yeah. I mean, we could trust Darius Slay to say, "Look, you know, lock this man up. You know, you're gonna take away, or you know, you're gonna contain their best receiver. That's that's what you need." Um, and you just have a guy that's going to take away their best option and have the quarterback go a different direction and have those guys handle their own. So that's all you need. You don't really need to shut down, completely lock down corners to have a top defense in the NFL. All right. Um, I have one more guy. I, before we make this you know, say before we make this 40 minutes about Patrick Peterson, let's go ahead and get a different guy. Yeah. All right. I have uh, – it was a good talk, good debate, guys. We oh, all made great. some valid points. Definitely. I mean, Malcolm – after that, I kind of like, I want to say I agree with you, but I understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying if you have a chance at Pierce, you go and get them, but whatever. New guy. Um, Gary on Conley uh, from the Oakland Raiders. Um, we know when he came Way out. Way different story. Yeah. We know when he came on the 2017 draft, there was claims that a woman said she raped him or whatever, but then there was, then after that, they found out the woman was lying. She was trying to get money from him, whatever. So he fell. Supposedly, Gruden came in last year, shopped him. No one took him. Played well down the stretch. Again, during the combine, they shopped him. Would you guys trade for him? He is only, I believe, 23 or 24 years old. See, a guy like that makes a lot more sense. He's a good corner. Put him in the insert at the cornerback two position. You're going to get good right. production out of it. That's a different story. But what are we thinking about trading for? What's a your second idea? or a third? I mean, it's potentially, like, his base, he's... 23 or 24 years old, playing at a really good level as rookie year. Only is going to get better. I'd See, say one, second or third. I don't know. This one doesn't, you know, this one I'm all right with a little more just because he's still on that rookie contract and you're going to get great production from that cornerback position. So this one I'm more okay with. I'm not going to shut this down idea. But, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be disappointed if they didn't go out with the trade. But I do like the idea. That's, that's, that's a very clever idea. I do like the idea of Conley. What about you, yeah. Malcolm? I I know you're really a cornerback guy. <laughs> um, I, I I like it too, and the reason why I like it a lot is because there's a big age difference. Right. Um, you're not looking at two guys that next year might be 30 years old. You know, I think you know you bring in you you trade for a younger guy, and you have him play number two, and then maybe two three years if Slay you know decides to go a different direction with the team, who knows? You know, he could probably fill in that. Fill in that, that other role, and this right. will be better than us drafting the guy because we already know what this guy can do. He's proven. Yep, he's yeah, proven. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a proven guy. So, yeah, twenty-four yeah, year old, second round pick, third round pick. You're gonna. I think we might draft one anyways. So, right. why why the hell not? But yeah, this one, like I said, does not. I'm all, I'm all down for that one just because I've seen him produce the NFL level at a good level, and you know produce well, obviously, and. Answered him with Darius Slay. That's the good corner I'm talking about. You don't need an amazing cornerback, too. That's a good corner that you're talking about. Okay. So, and on a cheap contract, he's still on his rookie contract. And I'm all he, has, he has, like, he's really good. He has potential to be elite. I think he could be elite. He can uh, be. Well, he has six first feet. round talent all over him. Yeah, six feet, four, four speed. Uh, had played great for Oakland down the stretch. Oakland was a really bad defense. Malcolm, like he said, they didn't have a pass rush. No. Um, he played well without a pass rush. So, it's hard to play defense without pass rush. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We we've seen this with our team the past two years. Lonza being hurt, so I agree. And this is why Darius Slay is top two, not number two. I know I said top five, but I'm top two, and I'm not two, and I got one. Thought you had one, but it's not one, nigga. Nah. Top two and not two. Top two and not two. 
Cody's that's, that, that's, that's why. You know, we obviously covered, got a very decent chunk, a lot more longer than I expected, you know, about all the free agency coverage and some possible trade targets, some possible other free agent targets. But I want to also get into some other news. Lions ended up did releasing Nevin Lawson, freed up about $5 million in cap. Lions also released offensive guard TJ Lang that we did mention in our last podcast. Lions also released Trevor Bates, linebacker, freed up about 500000 Lions also resigned Zach Zenner, Romeo Cuara, and Charles Washington. What does you guys' grade on this free agency? Let's get one more out of it. What, what would you guys grade this free agency so far? Um, I give it an A-. I, st- I want a backup quarterback. I still want the guys I talked about, but I think overall, I give it an A-. Okay. Malcolm? Yeah, if you didn't ask me this question on the first day of free agency, I was at A+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, after a couple of days went by, a lot of, you know, a lot of slow moves. Um, I would have to say, I have to agree with Pierre and say A-. minus. I'm with you guys. I'm on that A minus B plus train. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see what else happens. You know, that could obviously change. It could get better, worse. We'll see what happens. So we're going to go to some questions you guys uh, left us. Yeah, we've so, been ignoring y'all, so we got to get, yeah, gotta get gotta you guys get, back in action. Yeah, we'll get I, I want to say, say ignored. We didn't ignore you guys. <laughs> yeah, we've just been busy. So we got to get you guys more involved. Stuff to talk about. Now we'll get you guys involved with free HD. All right, so this is from Lucas uh, Buzzard, I believe it is. He said, with the remaining cap we have left, what will we do and why haven't we done anything after day one? Well, I mean, I think we mentioned a lot. Uh, you know, I think now, after Wednesday, it's going to be Friday, you know, next time we see something. But uh, you know, I think we'll see some more meetings coming up with the Lions. I think you still have some players wanting the money they want. Uh, I think you let those days go by a little more. You're going to see guys take a little more or less, you know, less money. You know, that's what Bob Quinn, I think, is looking for him right now. He kind of got his guys that he overpaid for already. He got his, you know, his Trey Flowers, his Danny Amendola, Justin Coleman, whatever. Uh, right. I think he's going to let the market go out a little more and, you know, let them test a little more, let their money market go a little down more. Kind of like what he did last year. He let, like, Levine Toyolo's market go down a little bit. Not saying he got made a lot, but. Luke Wilson, he got him for $2 million. Not saying he got the production you wanted of him, but I'm just using examples right now right. that sometimes you let the market play out a little bit. You can get guys a little cheaper, and that's maybe the reason why I say they haven't spent their money yet. Um, oh. I want to bring up one thing. Damien Snacks Harrison, Ashawn Robinson, Graham Glasgow, Taylor Decker's fifth-year option. That needs to, that's obviously going to get picked up, or it already has, but those three guys are going to be pending free agents after this year. So you obviously have to extend them, and you need that money. So, so you can't always just look at this year's free agency. You gotta always look, you know, in the future. Right, you gotta well. look at your futures team well. So it'd be interesting with Ashawn and Snacks coming up. What they'll do with Ashawn or Snacks? I don't know. I don't think they'll sign both of them, but we'll see. Yeah, Malcolm, anything you want to add, or you're good? I mean, I agree with you guys. I mean, sometimes you can't just spend all the money. You know, even though you have the money, you can't just spend it all in one offseason. You know. Especially um, not right away, too. Especially not right away, exactly. You got to see what happens. You got you to save some cap. You know, you got because you know, who knows? Somebody could get cut in the next couple of yeah. days. Let the market play out a little bit. Yeah, let, let right. it play out a little bit. I mean, you already got you already got your key pieces day one. You know, you already filled, you know, a, a lot of holes. So just let, let it play out, man. There's, there's a lot of things that can happen. Yep. Right. Um. All right. So here's a question from... Uh, Stephen McLean, five. 
what player do you think will be the best signing for us and why? Tyler, you could go with that. Best, uh, I'm going to stick with... Oh, I want to say one thing. I'm sorry. Harrison is not a free agent this year. He is, he's also under contract for next year. So I apologize for that. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, a guy that, say, I think is going to make a big impact. Obviously, we're going to say Trey Flowers. But I think Jesse James, honestly. I, I'm really excited to see what he could do under a right. new offense. Daryl Bevel, the guy that really loves to use his different tight ends. So I'm going to go Jesse James with this one just because of Daryl Bevel and how he loves to use his tight end. So I'm going to go with Jesse James. What about you, Malcolm? This is, this is, this is really easy. It's Trey Flowers. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because um, he was probably, I think he was rated, if you, like out of all the free agents, I think he was in top five compared to everybody. Number and he two, was a number, Yeah, he was a number one edge rusher on, on, on the free agency board. So I think knocking out that need early was was huge. I mean, now it narrows down everything that we can look for in the draft. So I want to see how that plays out too. But I biggest signing for me so far was um, Trey Flowers. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I want to say Trey Flowers. But, you know, I want to change it up a little bit. That's yeah, no, no, you're good, man. So yeah, I want no. to say Jesse. I agree. Trey Flowers is the biggest one, though, obviously. I have the same answer as Malcolm, so I'll move on. Um, here's a question from Alex Adams. He said, scheme fits for the remaining free agent corners between Ronald Darby and Darkeese Denard. Who do you think is a better scheme fit? That's a good question. I don't know. I, I, I do like both of them. Uh, Darby is coming off the torn ACL, but he is only 25 years old. So I do really like the option. I think him and Slay could be a really good duo at the cornerback position. Uh, that, that's really tough. I wouldn't mind either of them, honestly. I, I don't have a clear-cut one. If I had to choose, I'd probably choose Ronald Darby just because of scheme fit, personally. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it will be Ronald Darby as well. That's because I think he, he'll fit the scheme a little bit a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to go Ronald Darby. But I do like Denard. I have to go with Darby as well, but I wouldn't mind Denard. I like both of them. Um, here's a question from Braden White 24. Who do you want more, Devin Bush or Devin White? Do we have to answer this next? But I do like Devin Bush a lot. I do, I like do. Um, if they trade back, I have them like ranked really close to each other with Devin White a little ahead. If Detroit trades back and Devin Bush is there, Devin White's off the board. I do like Devin Bush a lot. So, oh, yeah, if you're in that 20 ish, maybe a little earlier, like. 18 to 20-ish range. I do really like Devin Bush at that range. I do like Bush. Um, here's like, a question. I like him a little bit earlier. I just, I'll get him before I'll pick, I'll, I'll get a pick before Green Bay because I have a feeling Green Bay, after they already addressed their pass rush in free agency, they're going to get, they're going to get Devin Bush. If he's there, there's no way they pass him. So I think you, you kind of have to jump ahead of Green Bay to get Devin Bush. Right. Um... This is not a good question. All right, here's Lucas Bazard again. Uh, Man, Lucas got the good questions. Any chance where you bring Ziggy back on a one-year prove-it deal to make a dynamic pass-rushing duo? Nah, just because uh, Buffalo and New Orleans both have interest in Ziggy Yonsa, I I don't see that happening. And to be frankly honest, addressing the – they re-signed Romeo Aquara. They got their guy Trey Flowers. Nah, bye-bye, Ziggy. (laughs) I don't, I don't see it happening. They're, our front four is too nasty right now. I mean, if you look at who we have right now, um, just looking at the grades from Pro Football Focus, um, you know, Sean is rated 80, 89. Deshaun Hand is rated 87. Snacks is rated 92. And Trey Flowers is rated 89. And that's the front four. So 
I there, there's no room for Ziggy. I mean, if you want to bring him in as a death player, and if he wants to get paid as a death player, he can. But I don't see it. Yeah, it's not happening. Um, uh, I agree. Uh, I don't think they should bring Ziggy back. Uh, I wish him nothing but luck. But he just couldn't stay healthy here, and he needs you know, he needs a fresh start. He does. Um. I- I also want to say all the free agents I did say before that we did release like Nevin Lawson, TJ. I want to wish them all best of luck to whatever they do on, on the rest of their career. Right. Trevor Bates as well. I know he's got a bunch of stuff going on with him, but you know, obviously, good luck to those guys. I really do appreciate their time in Detroit. What they've done here. Right. Uh, I mean, not all of them worked out, but you know, that's a different story. But good luck to hits. those. Good luck to those guys. Um, here is a one from uh, G underscore underscore Joy twenty one. Uh, with the cast base remaining, do you think we have enough to sign a big name safety such as Eric Berry? Um, I mean, they they could get Eric Berry if they really they wanted could, to. Yeah. I I just don't think they're gonna get him just because we value guys that have good physicals, and I don't right. think Eric Berry is a great physical. <laughs> yeah, so that's a I don't me. I don't think Berry would cost that much. And honestly, guys, I don't want him. We said earlier why in the podcast, guys only played three games in the last couple of years. Didn't finish one of them, so that's a yeah. pass. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll be a pass. It'll be another Ziggy Ziggy also situation, but just in the secondary. But they could afford it if they did. Want yeah, they wanted to. It, it, if they wanted him, they could get him because they have what twenty seven million to spend to twenty five. Around that Something. range, yeah, around, around there. He's not going to cost twenty five million a, a year. So if they really wanted to get him, they could, but uh, it's not going to happen. All right, guys, I have one more bonus question. A lot of people have been asking me this. Do you guys still think the Lions could take a pass rusher at eight? Uh, I definitely think they could still take a pass rusher at eight. Thank you. Uh, um, if Montez Sweat's still there or you know, whoever, Brian Burns, whoever it may be, I think it's definitely still an option. I know you're really high on the idea of double dip and going for, you said maybe like a Trey Flowers and then getting Brian Burns or Sweat or whatever it may be. I'm still all down for it, but if Devin White's there at eight, I think he's my guy right now. Yeah, but the thing with Devin White, now Tampa Bay lost um, Kavon Alexander. Alexander, and Levante David has, has been hurt the past, like, you know, he's he's been hurt, so they could take a shot at White. They could also take Sweat. They, they need, Tampa needs a lot of stuff on defense, mm-hmm. so we'll see the draft. Malcolm, what do you think? It's, it's really hard. Um... I mean, you don't want to pass. You don't want to pass on these guys because I said this in an earlier podcast that if you get a, a, a an edge rusher and they become elite, their value is really high. I mean, they're really valuable to a team, so it's really hard to pass on these guys. But when I was looking more like on how Detroit rushed their passer, I noticed that they usually have three guys with their hand in the dart and they have one guy standing up. So. They don't usually run a traditional, you know, traditional three-four, a three-four defense. As far as they, they have, you know, the two edge rushers and they have the two edge rushers, you know, rush a quarterback. I didn't see that too much. So I think the way that they're gonna go is I think they're gonna have because when I'm watching Ziggy, Ziggy wasn't in the stand-up role. He he had his hand in the dirt. Right. They had Canard on the other side on the other side of the field standing up rushing the passer. So I think they're gonna have looking just looking at what they're doing. Are they going to have hand play the Ziggy role? Are you going to have the hand on dirt coming off the end? And then they're going to have they're going to have Ashawn and Snacks in the middle. And they're going to have 
you know they're gonna have um, flowers on the end. So I think that's how they're gonna attack attack the the, the quarterback this year. So if they were doing it's it as far possible. as a, yeah, they, if they're gonna do it a traditional three four way as far as they're gonna have you know their your 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 left end right end and then you have your your nose tackle and then you have your two edge rushers you know rush the passer it'll be great. But I just don't they, I didn't see that too much last year. So I don't know how they're gonna attack this year. If they're gonna go the same way. I don't see it happening. So that's what makes this eighth, eighth pick tricky. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I I really want Devin White because I, he well, what we have now. Oh my god! <laughs> if we could get him in, well, what we have now. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But like you said, Tampa needs a middle linebacker. He might go at five. I don't know. I'm hoping something happens. I don't know what they'll do if like a Josh Allen's there or Nick Bosa's there. I don't know what. Oh, if Josh Allen, Nick Bosa are there, you run to the podium right away. You don't even like you just run to the podium. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, those guys are there. You have to take them. But then you're like, uh, where where will we put them in the scheme? Then you gotta kind of like switch your whole scheme. You make it work. Yeah, you you gotta. You think I kind of make it work, and then I just don't know. I'm I'm confused. We'll we'll see when he gets close to the draft. To me, Josh Allen and Brian Burns are stand-up rushers. Nick Bosa and Montez Sweat are down rush, like hand in the dirt. So when you pay Flowers five years, 90 mil, he's obviously the hand in the dirt guy. And they really don't like to use two guys hand in the dirt. They played hand a lot at defensive tackle on on third downs. On third downs, yeah. Took snacks out. It was mostly Robinson, hand, Kennard, and uh, what's his face? And uh, Romeo, I believe. Aquara and Eli, like switched back and forth so i could see them i can't see them go with i mean if both of their obviously taken but if sweat is there and burns is there i think they go with burns because they don't need two de's with hand in the dirt now burns burns is versatile burns can play linebacker he's like a canard guy but burns has obviously i think more potential than canard we saw how burns was in the linebacker drills he moved really well oh, and he could catch he could do so much his tape's amazing so that's to me, it's Burns and Hawkinson right now. Oh, no. Oh, what? no. Hawkinson. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are laughing right now, but who's no. the other tight end that you have other than Dusty no. James on the roster? I'm just saying. We just paid this guy $20 million. It doesn't matter. You, you need to draft a tight end that high to have a backup to, to be tight end number two? Now, if you're going to come in there and say, okay, we're going to have the old New England offense, as far as when they had Eric Hernandez... Gronk in there, and then they were just throwing the ball around. That would work. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm thinking of because he if, wants to bring if, the if, New England offense here. If, if they were to do that, but two tight ends right now is not indeed two. Great All right, tight- Malcolm. I want to say something. Let's say Jesse James gets hurt because you have to think of depth. Who's after him right now? Who's on the roster we, right now? We don't have. I mean, Michael we have Roberts, Michael Roberts, Jerome Cunningham. I mean. Cunningham, I don't even know if he'll make the roster. Shout out to He's Jerome Cunningham. Shout out to Jerome Cunningham. Shout out to Jerome Cunningham, man. <laughs> Let's be honest, though. Roberts, Roberts is not a lock. He's been injured, and he's played really bad the past couple years. Yes. He's not a lock to make this roster. But we've we, we, we gone through this. This draft is, is loaded. It's loaded. And, then, the, the, and the thing is, also with all these combine, all, everybody that's had like, all these wild combine numbers, I want to be surprised if TJ dropped to like number twenty. I want wow. to be shocked. I want to be shocked. And then if he drops to number twenty, guess what? When is uh, Noah Fink gonna be drafted? 
a fan could go like I like fan if like a team utilizes um, a more like a receiver tight end than a blocking tight end. Fan is your guy, but if you utilize like if you want both right away, uh, Hawk is your guy. Okay, but so it just depends what you want. Exactly, but the point I'm making is that if they do drop pretty far, say if they drop to 25, they're not gonna. Go, I'm, I don't think they're gonna go back to back. So you might in the second round you might be able to get an Irv Smith Jr. or no offense, a good guy who be could still be there because of right. all people that wild everybody needs combine. Everybody's like, "Oh crap! Let me grab this four three linebacker right now." This guy running a four four two on the edge. Let me grab this guy. It all those guys wilding people kind of push everybody's stock back. Now, so guys, TJ, TJ could go back, but what I would what I would do if I was Detroit, I wouldn't mind trading back. There's nothing wrong trading back a few picks to get more picks. Oh, I'm all for trading back, but let's say like you don't have an option. Now, let's say this. I know we've talked about him, but I want to talk about him again. Greedy Williams. He can't right tackle, there. but like something struck me. They signed a safety who couldn't tackle. So, I mean, could they like could they be throwing that smoke screen? They don't like Greedy, but secretly they love him. Like we don't really know. I don't like his tape. I personally don't like his tape, but I don't know. His tape is really bad, but I mean, he has potential. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie, Gritty Williams since the combine is kind of. I've been against the idea, but he's kind of been a guy that I've started to like a little, little, little bit of tiny bit more. Me too, Tyler. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Me too. The dude is not as bad as I think we were talking about him. Before. He wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we were a little underrating him. Honestly, I think he's still the number one corner in this draft, in my opinion. I'll say that I'm going to be as both. I think he's the number one corner in this draft. I like his size. I like, you know, he impressed me with his speed, honestly. And I, you know, he's got those lengthy arms. Uh, I think Patricia could really, if they went that route, I think Patricia could somehow develop him to be something really dominant. And we were mentioning the thought of, Conley, trading for Conley. I think you could I mean this is a first round pick though, so it's a little different, but it's scary, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely scary, but I'm not as I guess it against it as I was before. How I'll say that. Me yeah, too. The, Me the, too. The thing with Greedy, he can be he can be a great player. He might end up having a great career. He could, yeah. But he's not gonna be an instant starter. Day one, he's not gonna start. He's not gonna he's start. Not- He's not going to start because he, he has a lot of he has a lot of stuff he needs to clean up his technique right and he, there's a lot of stuff that needs that needs fixing. Deion Sanders, the greatest corner of all time, criticized him during his yeah. combine. Yeah, so. I mean, and that's why he looks so slow on tape because it it all shows when you backpedaling if you're flat footed, it, it shows, and you know that that's your whole change of direction and everything. It, it's going to be hard, but right. can he get it corrected? That's that stuff is easily correctable. If you have a good coach, it can get corrected. But I don't see Greedy Williams as being as you draft him, plug him in day one, and he's going to be that corner starting on the opposite side of Slay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Could he? See, if we were picking like in the teens, maybe you take that gamble. But at eight, that's kind of like that's a big gamble for me. But I do. I'm starting to like get a little more comfortable with him. I guess I'm getting but, more comfortable. With it. I'm easing up to. Uh, agree I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Tampa feels the same way about him too. Because I'm hoping <laughs> Tampa drafts him. Hopefully, Tampa could draft him and Devin White could come to Tibet. To me, best case scenario right now, from what we did Would early be Devin free White. is Devin White. And or Brian Burns. I think Devin White or Brian Burns could be the safest pick, honestly. Right. And I, and I wouldn't mind um, Devin Bush, but just not that high. If we could find a way to trade back some, 13, 12, 13, back, back a little bit more, we could get Devin Bush. I think 
yeah. his value. And he ran a four four three. I think he like it was a four four three he ran. Right. He, you put him in that defense, he's gonna be really good with with a Jared Davis. So he can fly, or. man. He can. I love at Michigan. I loved watching him. I think he was the best player on the field every time I watched him. He could fly, dude's a baller. All right, back to Gritty. Do you guys think it's fair enough now? At least you know how I think before we would say we'd be really flustered if we got Gritty Williams at eight. We'd be like you know livid. You know, would right. you guys be as livid if we got Gritty Williams at eight now? At eight, yeah, because. It depends on the word. Like, let's say Brian Burns is there, and let's say like Devin White are there. We take Greedy. Honestly, I'd be kind of pissed. But I, like I said, if you trade back in the teens, or at least like to twelve, maybe top ten pick is too risky for me. Maybe outside the top ten, you take him because he's developmental guy. He's not going to come in and be like a Marshawn Lattimore, or Denzel Ward right away. He, no, he has that's some not, shit that's not to happen. work on. He has some shit to work on. So. And you know how fans are when someone bench him, bench him. So, like, they could also, like, his confidence could be really bad, you know? I just don't think he's a good fit at eight for us. Fair enough. I'm yeah. not I'm not saying the pick's a great idea, but I'm saying I won't be as frustrated if they got Gritty Williams at pick eight, honestly. I, would, I really wouldn't. I think he has potential to be a really good corner to compliment Darius Slay. I'm not against the idea anymore, I guess. I would prefer a Devin White, Brian Burns, but... If it does end up happening, we do get Gritty Williams. I won't be mad, honestly. I really won't. I, I like I said, I would. I, I still would because we could we could address other things. There's right. other things that other things that we need right now. Like if you have a chance to get the best guard on the board or Gritty Williams, I would probably lean to grabbing the best guard on the board. Wait, wait. It depends who the best guard is, though. You got to slow down there. Like, let's say Cody Ford is taken. I don't know if I like Jonah Williams at eight. I want to no. go back and watch tape. He's okay. never played guard before, which is kind of scary to me. But what if Ford is there? If Cody Ford is, Cody Ford is there, maybe... Um, we, take, we take him over greedy. Uh... That's what I'm saying. Like, Cody Ford like, is not a, a locked top 10 pick. You know, Cody no, he's Ford not. is also one of those guys that I'm a little, like, skeptical on being a top yeah. 10 pick. Honestly, exactly. I take Devin Bush over both of them at 8. I'd be fine with Devin Bush at 8. I like Devin. I, I like – I think they would improve the offense, the defense the best. Devin Bush and Devin White, those are best-case scenario. One and of those Burns, guys. I think – And Burns. Burns, he could, Burns is, yeah, he could do a lot. If Josh Allen somehow falls, I will go crazy. You know how that you guys saw that video of the kid screaming with Odell? There was a police report. <laughs> yeah. You guys saw that? Yeah. So I mean, there would be like five police reports at my house. I'll run around, and go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we got Josh. We got Josh. <laughs> Josh. Don't worry about it. We got Josh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Greedy Williams. I mean, I hope I hope he has that success in the league. I just hope it's with a different team, like Tampa. Somebody else that's ahead of us. Just not in the NFC North, please. <laughs> I mean, he could go to the NFC North. I don't. I don't care. I don't care if he goes to the NFC North because I, he could. So. He could be like 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 Pierre said in the other podcast. He could be really great, or he could be D. Miller. You know, it all depends on how you look at it. He could be really good, or he could be a bust. Yeah, I don't think there's no average with him. I think it's either boom or bust. He's, he's boom or bust. He is boom. Or bust. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what happens. I'm just saying um, I won't be as frustrated with the pick as much as I, I was wanted, before. If we trade back, guys, I know I've said his name before, but I've watched tape on him, and I love this kid. He's a safety out of Florida. If we go like, to the 15s, 16s, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is there. I will, like, 
I'll run to the podium and draft him. I love <laughs> this kid. I, I don't know if you guys do, but I watched him, man, and he, I think he's the best safety in this class. Um, he's a playmaker, man. Dude can fly. He hits hard. He, he gets picks. He tackles well. He ran well. I just like him. His tape does well, and his combine, he proved it. So, I think we, I, I think we have a chance to get him at, in round two, to be honest. Uh, I don't know about that. You don't think you know, I think he'll make it to round two. No, you know, I think you know he's going to be the first safety off the board. You know what I love about this, though, now? We figured out our edge rusher position. Now this we got guy. options. We got options. We've got, we got our tight end. We got our tight end. Yeah, we got our edge rusher. We got yeah, we, we filled in some holes now. We're not just like we got some different options we're talking about now. This is why this episode is so much more different. Like if we were to do an update from what we did on our last episode, it's gonna be so much different. It's gonna be completely different, right? It's completely different. Now I that's why I said you have to wait till after free agency to get all over the draft talk. All right, guys, we talked a lot this free agency, you know, what's happened, been success so far. But I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page. I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, we talk about another signing or two. Zach Brown. Peace out. Zach Peace Brown, out, why not? <laughs> Peace out, Lionsman. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.